Praise the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. Glad to be in the house of the Lord today. <clears throat> I don't think I'll preach very long this morning, but you never know. I just want God to have his will and his way today. Kind of feel like a feel like I've been through the washing machine and the dryer this morning. Praise the Lord. I'd like to draw your attention to the book of Psalms, chapter 27. <clears throat> While the services were going on this week, it was Amazing on Friday night on Holy Ghost Radio, they they were listening in not only across this nation but in the Philippines, in the office of the president of the nation of the Philippines, were listening in to Brother Nathaniel Urshan's message in Malawi at the highest levels around this world. Hey, there are people that are hungry for God. Amen. Praise God. There are people that want to make heaven their home. And I'm glad to be part of one of them people. I just want to make heaven. You can take this whole world, just give me Jesus. Yes. <clears throat> Praise God. Psalms 27. This was a psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We heard a part one of the messages this week. We heard men of God said we need to pray through our mind. Amen. People dealing with anxiety and fear, constant mental illness. They're sick in the mind. Can I just can I just be pastor for a second? That can affect people in the house of God, too. The man of God said, not just pray for your soul, but you need to pray your mind through. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. In this day and age, we better have a right mind. We better be firmly established in the word, and we need to pray our mind through. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Whom shall I fear? The opposite of fear is trust. Already quoted Psalms 3. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. If you're having a hard time trusting God, you need to pray your mind through. Pray your mind to you speaking in tongues and you get lost in the Holy Ghost in your mind. And not just your spirit, but in your mind you're just... Pray your mind through. Yes, amen. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing. Everybody say one thing. 
have I desired of the Lord. That, this one thing, will I seek after. Here it is. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. One thing have I desired. Just one thing. That will I seek after. I want to title this message something I don't have. I want to title this something about, I want to give this, this message this morning a title, preach about something that I, I'm sorry, I, I, just, I just don't have it. But I'm going to title the message about something that I don't have. I don't have a plan B. During the preaching this week, I was stirred in my spirit. So you're a pastor. You, I was stirred in my spirit. God, I've got to make heaven my home. I have no plan B. There is no other option. But this one thing have I desired. Can I just preach for just a minute right now? There's only one thing that I really desire in my soul this morning. And it's that that I'm seeking after. It's that that I'm living after. It's that that I'm living for. It's that I may dwell in the house. <laughs> that I might abide with my Savior, Jesus Christ, for all eternity. That we might reign with Him. There is no plan B. One thing. There's one thing. Lord, would you help us this morning? Help me today. God, I feel this in my spirit today. God, I, I need you to touch and to move upon my soul, my mind, my heart, my lips of clay. God, I pray that you would speak to every heart, mind, and soul in this house today. God, draw us close to you. In the precious name of Jesus, I give you glory and praise. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you this morning. You may be seated. <clears throat> There's a popular quote in leadership books, in the educational world and leadership. It says, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. If you fail to plan, then you are planning to fail. You will not make it to heaven by accident. People will not stumble their way in through the pearly gates. People won't just live haphazardly in this life. And when their life, which is just a vapor here, is over, they, they won't just stroll right through the pearly gates. Praise God. You have to plan. You have to seek after. You have to, to plan and, and do everything in your power and your might to, to pursue the house of the Lord. David said in our text, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that, that will I seek after, and that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That is my, my hope today. That is my 
goal today, that is my plan today, is to make it. I'm planning on making it. I'm planning on spending eternity in heaven. I'm investing in heaven right now. Praise God. Amen. What I'm doing here, the crown I'm working for is not in this life. It's not, I'm not trying to save up for here. I'm trying to save up for there. I, my hope, my vision is beyond this life into the next one. It's funny how you can ask children, what do you plan to be when you grow up? You hear all kinds of answers, and, and I've asked that question of, of, of students before. What do you want to be? Well, what, what is your plan for life? And the sad thing is, most of the time, you ask even high school, what do you plan to do after high school? I don't know. sad thing is, if you ask, I think, about 99% of our society, where do you plan to go after you die? I don't know. Well, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. We know there are two options. There's heaven or hell. Well, I'm telling you, heaven is my plan A, and I don't have a plan B. You ask these young people, what do you, what do you plan to be? What do you plan to do? Well, I'm going to be. Now, this just cracks me up sometimes. You see these, you know, these uh, young people and, you know, talking to a young kid in high school and, you know, he thinks he's the next Michael Jordan and he's five foot nothing. And I'm going to be a professional basketball player. Well, you might better have a plan B. <laughs> uh, not too many five foot NBA players. You see a kid, what are you going to do? I'm going I'm to be the next quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to be the greatest. And you look at them and they run a 5 4. 40. They can't throw farther than 10 yards. They're going to be the next John Elway, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to, talk, I'm going to say a few names that like I know what I'm talking about here. It just cracks me up. They, they're going to be the next. Well, they might want to have a plan B. You ask a kid, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be an astronaut. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and you look at their aptitude score and they're failing all their classes. And math isn't their thing and science isn't their thing. English isn't even their thing. They're going to be an astronaut. <laughs> in education, we call them SMART goals. They're smart, they're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're realistic, and they're timely. They're a SMART goal. I'm telling you, sometimes they, they, people have goals or plans, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It'd be like me saying, I'm going to be a professional athlete. <laughs> Almost 50 years old. I'm still holding out hope. Not realistic. It's unattainable. But can I tell everyone in this house, heaven is realistic and heaven is attainable. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house. It is possible. 
You can live for God. You can go to heaven. You can be an overcomer. I may never be an astronaut, but I can be a saint of God. I may never be something great in this life, but I can be great in His kingdom. Praise God. Man, is this all right this morning? I'm just sharing my heart, what I feel today. I have a plan A. I don't have a plan B. I want to make heaven my home. I want to make heaven my home. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If my treasure is laid up somewhere beyond the blue, guess where my heart's going to be? Amen. I got three people that understood that. Where my treasure is, there will my heart be also. If my treasure's heaven, that's where my heart's going to be. Jesus said, In John 14, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Praise God. Amen. I'm planning on making it. This one thing I am seeking after, and that is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. All the days of my life. For throughout eternity, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. Praise God. And there is a real heaven and a real hell. Amen. People want to talk about heaven, but they don't believe in hell. You can't have one without the other. Hebrews 11, God hath prepared for them that love him. says, God hath prepared for them a city. You know what God's plan A is? For you to make it. It's not His will that any should perish. You know what? God doesn't have a plan B. Well, if they won't, then... Does that mean everybody goes to heaven? No. They didn't have a plan A. Y'all quiet this morning. God hath prepared for them, them that have a plan A. I'm going to make it. God gave us a plan, a perfect plan. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. Cannot enter into the kingdom. But I'm glad he gave us a plan to be born again. I was born of the water and I was born of the spirit. I repented of my sin. I was baptized in Jesus' name. God filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I am saved according to plan. I'm saved according to the plan of God. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you for this promise 
This plan is unto you and to your children and to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And he went on to say, save yourself. I'm telling you, I've got a plan that saves. I've got an investment plan today. It's the greatest IRA. It's the greatest retirement. I'm telling you, this retirement is out of this world. This IRA is out of this world this morning. I've got a great investment here today. Amen. I'm investing in a place called glory. I'm investing in a place called heaven. I'm investing in a place where Jesus and I are going to reside forever. And I'm thinking, well, I've been saved according to plan. Plan that Jesus Christ so wonderfully laid out for all of us. Jesus, what are you doing on the cross? This is the plan. What are you doing? This is for plan A. It's not my will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why are you going? He was slain before the foundation of the world. Isn't that interesting? It comes at the end of the Bible. It says he was slain before the foundation of the world. Before it all began, God knew it was going to cost him. So what? God had a plan. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, logos, the thought, the plan. In the beginning was the plan. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You get all that confused. Can I say, hey, in the beginning, can, you know, when I have a thought, you ready? This is going to be profound this morning. When I have a thought, it is with me. It's my thought. It's not a separate person. It's part of who I am. In the beginning was the Word, the thought. God had a thought. He had a plan. Can I tell you, he's the man with the plan. He's a God with a plan. He manifested himself in the flesh. All us, it was all according to plan. It was all to save us. Praise God. Matthew 25, 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come. Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It's always been the plan, the thought of the Almighty for us to be saved, for us to have a relationship. Can I personalize it? It's always been His plan that you and I are saved and have a relationship with Him. He formed Adam from the dust of the earth. And what? What did he do? He walked with him. He communed with him. It's always been the plan of God to have us close to him. Eternity is going to be basically back to the garden, back to relationship where we get to walk and reign with him. That's why I don't have a plan B. Because if, you, if, if I don't make it, then we're going to spend a rest of eternity in a very hot place. I don't want to go there. I'm not even planning on going. <clears throat> That's why, but here's the thing. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. I'm not failing to plan. I'm, I'm making a plan. I'm setting an agenda. I'm going to present myself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. Why? Because I want to be saved. <clears throat> 
Praise God. Matthew 25, 34, then shall the king say, I just read it a minute ago, inherit the kingdom. You can inherit. Can I tell somebody, you can still inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It's always been the plan of God for you to be saved. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I love, how, I love verses about how I don't have time to get into all of this today. I'm going to try to bypass some, but there's a couple I just have to, I love, I, this is one of my favorites. But as it is written, I have not seen, ear nor ear heard. I mean, we, it's hard to even comprehend what heaven's going to be like. Neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. To have a plan A, you have to love God. <clears throat> Heard a tremendous message by Brother Nathaniel Urson Friday night. The title of his message was A Letter to Theophilus. Luke, who wrote the book of Luke, wrote the book of Acts. As far as writing more words, Luke wrote more actual words than the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. Luke was a learned man, a physician, doctor. Obviously a pretty bright guy, one of Christ's own disciple. He was there. He witnessed. He knew who Jesus was. It is. And in his letter in the beginning of Luke and also in the beginning of Acts, he said, he writes, he greets Theophilus. Brother Urshan brought out the fact that Theophilus, many theologians believe that, that it may not have been, a, and probably wasn't an individual person, an individual, but it was it was. To, to those that love God, because Theo, all those two words, God lover or a lover of God. Luke was writing to people that love God. Can I tell you, he was writing to people that have a plan to live for God and to, to make it. In my spirit, I was stirred because I know in the last days men shall be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And if, you, if you're going to love this world more than you love God, then you are going to a plan B and you are moving away from plan A. Paul said, Demas hath forsaken me. He left. He's no longer ministering. He's no longer, no longer walking in ministry. No longer walking. Having loved this present world. I don't want to be a Demas. I don't want to fall in love with the world and fall in love with a different plan than the plan of God on my life. God has a plan for your life, but if you fall in love with this world, you won't see, you won't see the, the fruition of God's plan for your life. You got to love God. You got to say, this one thing will I seek after. I love God. The most important thing is my love for Him. I, want to, I have a plan A. I don't have anything else in this world worth living for. I love God. <clears throat> Brother Markham preached, and I've mentioned it many times, but it's so true. People come to God. He, he preached a message. I think it was the first one he preached in this building when we had moved in here a number of years ago. He said, your, your, your need can bring you in or will bring you in, but only a love of God will keep you in. Why is that? It's because people use God as a fallback plan. 
When things start going wrong, I'll go to church. But, but when everything's going right and God takes care of my problem and everything's good and i got a job and I've got food in the fridge, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. You're using God as a fallback plan. I don't want to use God as a crutch. Hear me, I appreciate the opportunity that we have to bring all of our needs and we bring it like the prayer request today and we, we bring our needs before the Lord and we bring our petitions before God and, and I'm so thankful we can, but that's not a fallback plan, that's part of plan A. Because when I come and I bring my need to the Lord, as God, whether you do or whether you don't, yet will I trust you. Yet will I serve you. God, if you heal me, or if you don't heal me, I'm still on plan A. I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to live for you. Whether you do or whether you don't, bless me or help me. God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to walk with you. This one thing, this one thing, Jesus, have I desired, and it's because I love you. Do you love him this morning? If you love him, why don't you tell him that you love him? If you love him, why don't you worship him right now? I believe we are living in the last days. Men are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. But can I... Can I Look at the devil in the face this morning. Look at the world. Shoulder to shoulder, face to head. There are still some people that love God more than anything. There's still some people in Bakersfield, Apostolic Rock Church, that love God. God is our plan A. He's the only plan. We love God. We'll serve God. We love to worship. We love to talk. We love to pray. We love to magnify. We love to glorify. We love Jesus here. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I read a moment ago, Jesus said, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You need to invest in the kingdom of God. We love it around here. First the kingdom. We use that all the time. First the kingdom. Why is it first the kingdom? That's the only plan I've got. Probably shouldn't. I don't feel like I'm being checked in the Holy God. If you don't want me to say it, let me know. You don't want me to say it. When we had the opportunity to purchase this, this building, I'm going to say it because it's just, you need to understand the heart of your pastor this morning. This is not a, this is not a, this is a, can I, and I, I do this sometimes. I try to justify what I'm getting ready to say. I, I, I try to, I, I have to, sometimes I feel like it. And that's just, my, maybe it's my personality. I try to preface, justify what I'm going to say. It is, this is a pat on God's back, not on my back. But when we were already leasing this, this building and when we had the opportunity to purchase this, the building, the house, God made a way. 
about $126,000 in our church account when we agreed to purchase this place. We got credit for $105,000 from previous uh, lease payments that Brother Hoss honored. I was so thankful. God bless, bless him for that. I mean, he's already gone on to his reward, but we still had to come up with another with $210,000 in just a couple of months while we were in escrow for down payment. <clears throat> God, uh, I don't know how it's going to happen. We're going to fix up the house over here, and God has helped us through it. God has just moved. He's moved on people, people moved on hearts of men and women to just donate, give. People don't even never have come to a church service here, donated and gave and helped us and. I sent out letters. I won't go this far. I'll just let. I'll just leave this. Wife and I sold our home to help fix up the house, the property, to purchase. This isn't in my name. This property is owned by the Apostolic Rock Church Incorporated. Something happens to me. This church is still moving on. Well, I've had preachers, pastors, bishop, several of them say, you, you need to start pulling some of that. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. <laughs> say, hold on, I, I, and, I, and God's blessed me with a great job, and I have a retirement through my job, and and y'all getting quiet, and I, God, I, I, I'm hoping I'm not, this is not for, this is for the glory of God. I just want to let you know the heart of this pastor. Can I tell you the heart of this pastor's wife? God's been good to us. He's been better to us than we deserve. It is an absolute blessing and honor and privilege to be able to pastor here. We love it here. We love our people. We feel called here. We feel fulfilled in ministry here. We feel this is the plan, the perfect plan of God for our lives here. You, you've kind of moved some. You, you, you had a lot of equity, and, and then you moved it. You know what? I still got, I got more equity than you realize. Because one of these days, I'm going to be dancing on streets of gold. <laughs> he said, in my father's house are many mansions. That's a big house that's going to have mansions. I'm going to have a heavenly body. This mortality shall put on immortality. This corruptible shall put on incorruption. I don't have any better plan than that. There's no greater investment than in the kingdom of God. And if I'm not willing to sacrifice, how in the world could I ask people to sacrifice? If I'm not willing to put my money where my mouth is, can I tell you that's exactly why this church, not, not, this is not me, it's, it's, this, this, this is the culture. We talked about, we talked on, on uh, this whole last week, we've talked about culture, culture. The culture of this church is a giving church. We give to ministry. We invest in our young people. And God is blessing. 
But the greatest investment is... That, if I offended you in any way, I, I please don't. Take this the wrong way, but I have no plan B. Heaven is the only option. Brother Paul, heaven is our only option. I love God with all my heart. You know what? I know it's a commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Yeah, I know it's a commandment, but you know what? It's, it's more than a commandment to me. It's my plan A. I love God. Jesus, can I tell you again this morning that I just love you with all my heart? I love you with all my heart, mind, and soul. Down in verse 31, a few verses later, Jesus said, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That sounds like our world today, doesn't it? They, they, they want material things. Our world is, I want this. I want this house. i got to have this car. I want this housing market's crazy. Talk to a pastor back in Tennessee. You wouldn't think in Tennessee it'd be like this. It's like this. They sold their RV and been pastoring there for a little while, years, a little over a year now, trying to buy a home. Told me this week, put a, a bid on a home, $8,000 more than the asking price. And they were outbid by almost 20000 Houses are selling before they even hit the market. It's crazy. Just word of the wise, now's not a good, a good time to sell, but not a good time to buy. If you had two homes right now, you could sell one, you'd be all right. This is definitely a seller's market. <laughs> I was going to make a really good point. I'll just move on. Can I just... I have no plan B. People are seeking bigger houses, nicer cars. Nothing. I like things. I like nice cars. I like nice house. We're thankful to live in the. This is a beautiful house. We're. Just, I appreciate all the nice amenities, nice comfortable pair of shoes. <laughs> Ladies, could I get an amen on that? I know there's two different types of shoes, those that feel good and those that look good. Because every time it seems like the ladies, my, the ladies in my family, let's say my wife and my girls, the prettier, the cuter, the, more, the cooler the shoes, the more they hurt. You think I'm lying? Watch up here in the praise team. They come walking up here. And as soon as the Holy Ghost starts moving, they kick their nice, cute little shoes off.
And they start worshiping God. And then when the Holy Ghost stops moving and they're dying for worshiping, they put their shoes on. <laughs> Praise God. Thank God men can dance with the shoes on. You say, well, you really off topic. No, I just read it to you. He said, this is what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Ladies, that's probably accessories too. Because the purse has to match the shoes. More important than the shoes you're wearing. I know this is, I know ladies going to be quiet on this one. More important than you having a nice Kate Spade or a Coach purse. Ha, huh, you didn't think I knew about those, huh? I've been trained well. <laughs> Is that we love God more than we love the things of this world. Right. <laughs> he says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added things you need not just not the things you want take therefore no thought for the morrow for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself as long as you have a plan b it doesn't or a plan a no plan b doesn't matter what happens no matter what comes against us if i've got a plan a and i don't have a plan i'm gonna make it in the good times or the bad times Whatever happens tomorrow, my mind's made up. This one thing have I desired. This one thing am I seeking after. And that is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'll try to bring this to a close this morning. Proverbs chapter 4. The wise man said, let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left and remove thy foot from evil. Stick to the plan. You got to maintain your focus. There ever was a time. It's, the time is now. We are so distracted by the things of this life and the things in this world. Try to get us off course. Try to shake us. But as long as you stay firmly founded on the rock of truth. <laughs> the winds may come and the rains may fall, but I'm standing. Why? Because I've got a plan A. I've got a plan A that, that sees beyond the storm. I have a plan that sees beyond the here and now. I have a plan that, that sees beyond my situation or circumstance. The Bible says what can be shaken will be shaken. But if you have a made up mind, says this one thing, Brother Cotton, this one thing have I desired. One thing. And that's to make heaven my home. I have to sacrifice if I have to give up if I have to do without I don't care this one thing this one thing 
God calls you to a ministry or God calls you to sacrifice and say, hey, if it's all about this one thing, if it makes God happy, if it pleases the Lord, if it helps me make it to heaven, I don't care what it costs, this one thing. You know what you need right now more than ever? The church needs what I need, we all need. We need a tunnel vision of glory. You don't know what tunnel vision is. Tunnel vision is when you can only see what's right before you. You ever see, you ever go to Disneyland or you ever go see those horses and they put the blinders on? I can't, there's probably a name for it. Is it blinders? I don't know. Sister Holmes, is that what it is? Blinders? Oh, hey. I knew something, didn't even know I knew it. Never mind. They got blinders. Why? So they don't get distracted. They just look at and they just walk. Look at what's right before them. They're not distracted by the things to the left nor things to the right. We need tunnel vision. For the fear of God's called us. He has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. And if we're not careful, we can get distracted by the things to the right and things to the left. But this one thing have I desired. And it's that that I will seek after. What? what the, that that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. I know this is a simple thought this morning. You probably thought, man, after peak, he's going to come back and preach something amazing. I am preaching something amazing. You have to make up your mind. One day, Revelation 20, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. This is plan B. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My plan A is to have my name written down in the Lamb's book of life and to keep it there. Philippians chapter 3. Paul picks up on, the, on David's psalm, our text from Psalms 27 this morning. And Paul picks up on it in Philippians 3, 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize. Those that cross the finish line first get the prize. And I know we're not in a race. The race is not given to the swift, but he that endureth to the end. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Musician, come. As we stand together this morning, I'd like to read from 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul writing, the end of his ministry, end of his life, he said, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith.
I kept plan A. I walked according to God's plan for my life. Henceforth, he was saying, I'm crossing the finish line. <laughs> he, he wrote earlier, he said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Paul had to forget about Saul. I'll go back and preach that from last week, but Paul had to crucify Saul every day. He had to put Saul behind him every day. Why? I don't want Saul to steal my plan A. You weren't here last week. and Somebody will explain that to you later. He says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize. He was still pressing. Paul was still ministering. Now he's come to the end of his ministry, end of his life, and he says, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I crossed the finish line. And I have kept the faith. I kept plan A. Because I never lost my plan. I always put God first. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. But I love that he threw this in here. He said, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Plan A. I want to hear Jesus say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in. <laughs> wow. Oh, what a day that's going to be when the one thing that we desire. <laughs> comes to fruition. Oh, what a day that's going to be with the one thing that we desire. To see Jesus face to face. To make heaven our home for eternity. To receive that crown of righteousness. To be clothed in the white raiment. Which really starts here. We're already clothed in His righteousness here. Baptized in Jesus' name, my sins are washed away. He created me a clean heart, renewed in me a right spirit already. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. I only have one plan today, and that is to make heaven my home. I wonder this morning, can I, I'm, I'm not I'm preaching to the church this morning. Church, if you have plan A in mind, and the living for God and making heaven your home is the most important, the only thing that really matters. I'd invite you to step out this morning and come and just lift up your hands. Say, God, one thing have I desired. God, there's only one thing that really matters. God, there's only one thing 
that I prioritize today. And it's that that I'm seeking after today, God. I want to I want to make heaven my home. I want to present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. God, I want to forget those things which are behind. God, there's no plan B for us this morning. God, it's only heaven. God, there's no other option. God, I got to make it. I don't care whatever the cost, we've got to make it. But God, I'm thankful that you've made heaven attainable. God, I'm thankful you made heaven possible. And if you're a guest this morning, I'd invite you. Can I tell you this morning, heaven is possible. Heaven is a reality for each and every one of us. Every one of us can make heaven our home. All you got to do is follow the plan that God has set forth. Make it your number one plan A. Present yourself a living sacrifice. You can repent of your sin. You can be baptized in Jesus' name. You too can be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah.